A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Hi guys, welcome back to our season finale of Sweet Mom Talks. Today we have a very, very special guest and we're very excited. Our first guest. Our first guest ever. I'm your first guest Our ever. first guest ever. Oh, you know they say you never forget your first. We, and we never will. <laughs> Pop in the cherry. We are. This is Mayoshi, so you can please introduce yourself. I wouldn't do you justice. <laughs> I'm sure you would have done me justice. Um, hi everyone. I am Mayoshi Smith. I am a relationship enhancement specialist a sexpert, I think that's what my shirt says, um, a sexual wellness educator, um, and a sex coach, and a dominatrix. I forgot oh, to add I that. I didn't know that. Yes. 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 She's full service. Full service. I I really want to touch base on that. I'm sorry. Do you mind if we talk about that at the end? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. So I totally forgot. So in this, yeah, just like, that was the cherry just like, bam, right there. So this week, guys, we're going to be talking about um, relationships, especially after kids, um, keeping everything spicy, not just with kids, but you always, even before kids, you always want to make sure that you're intimacy level and your sex life with your partner is always you know great I mean sometimes it's not always going to be but um you want to make it great so we're going to try and um ask a bunch of questions to Mayushi hopefully it's really helpful to you guys so we want to start with what exactly you do so do you meet with clients and stuff like that yes right? yes do you meet with actual couples or just like individual excellent question so both so I've always worked with single people and people in relationships um, in any stage of the relationship. So whether um, brand new and in the very beginning, um, couples who want to basically come to me to just build a, a solid um, foundation in their relationship all the way to um, one of my couples right now, they just celebrated their 10 year anniversary and have two kids. Oh, so amazing. so everything and, and everything in between. And I also work with um, because I have over nine years of BDSM experience, I work with polyamorous couples as well. So, um, so they wouldn't be couples; they would be throuples, right. people who are in um, multiple dynamics of their relationships. And you don't just deal with sex, correct? No, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't because every um, it's really interesting. I always I, I was just joking with my one of my clients like two weeks ago, and so technically I'm I'm a sex coach. But, and so everyone thinks that they're coming to me for sex advice, and then they realize that they have all these other dynamics in their their life that are affecting their sex life, right. i.e. their work-life balance, um, the issues that they have with their friends or family, because everything is all connected, right? So mm -hmm. if you're having anxiety and stress with your work and your boss, okay. then we can't focus on your, your bedroom life, right? Sure. Because you're old, we have to focus on how can we make your work-life balance better? Okay. That way it can it can make the de-stress yourself in, in the bedroom. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. I get it because like if I am really distracted or stressed out about something, like we ain't getting it on. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing else. So, so we definitely <laughs> talk a lot about um, healing trauma, uh, mental illness, um, between anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, a lot of my clients have, um, and stressors and things of that right. nature. In my, in my practice, I go off of 
the three pillars of what is the most um, important qualities in any relationship dynamic. So that means best friends, um, mother-daughter, um, uh, intimate relationships. And so the three pillars that I work on in in my personal opinion that are the most important in any, any long-lasting healthy relationship is communication skill, um, trust, and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and if you think about those type of pillars, no relationship in your life, if they don't have at least, um, if they don't have all three, it's not going to be a quality relationship. If you don't respect your manager, that's not going to be a healthy relationship dynamic. If you don't have great communication with your, with your partner, it's not going to be a healthy relationship dynamic. Um, if you don't, you know, trust your best friend, they're probably not going to be your best friend for very long, right? Yeah. So those are the three, in, in my opinion, I came up with, these are the three biggest and most important pillars in any relationship. She's dropping bombs within like in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Would you agree? No, totally agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, it's, and it works in any type of relationship dynamic. And that's, that's what I wanted to work on in regards to the pillars is, I mean, because yes, absolutely great sex life or, you know, uh, being spiritually in tune with each other, all those things. But I'm talking about every single relationship right. dynamic. And if you put it in communication, trust, and respect, it has to be in any successful relationship that's amazing i never i never thought about that oh never no i well i never had anybody break it down like that maybe to make me realize that Mm -hmm. was look at me i'm already having an epiphany and we're five minutes in (laughs) that's amazing all right so we wanted to get into the importance of like sex Mm -hmm. um in relationships and is there a difference between sex and intimacy with your partner Mm. yeah so we wanted you to like touch base on that like is it so important that like sex if you're not having sex your relationship's completely over yeah so that's such a great question so thank you so much for asking that um especially as a sex coach so i deal with everything right um so i'll give you a perfect example um one of my former uh clients um, was in a relationship. They they actually just last year celebrated their 10-year anniversary. Through working with me, they found out that, um, yeah, they were at one time having a lot of sex with their husband. Um, and then basically almost like the last like five, six years, really not a lot of sex, definitely not a lot of intimacy. And we'll talk based off the difference between sex mm-hmm. and intimacy. But what happened was through working with me, they realized after 10 years of marriage and three children, they realized that they were asexual. What does asexual mean? So asexual, and there's a broad spectrum on that, but asexual is means that your sexuality is that you are not interested in having physical sex with someone. Okay. Like you just have no sexual desire. That's I want to say I hear that. When a I am lot. Pregnant, I am asexual. Like you just have no, no sexual desire. desire. So fun fact: um, in the in the queer community, when when you say LGBTQIA, mm-hmm. a lot of times the A people think stands for ally. It it doesn't, by the way. It does not. It, the A actually stands for asexual. Okay. I never. I feel. I hear a lot of women like on the mom groups on Facebook. They literally don't know what to do. They're like, I don't even think about it mm. i don't 
looking at my husband, I don't get turned on. Mm. They're like, I love him so much, but mm -hmm. nothing about sex excites me at all. But like that goes into what you're talking about before, like. Because as a mom, there's so many other things that are happening and right. distracting mm, you. That's it. That's like, it. If you have all those distractions, you're not going to be thinking about sex. Yeah. You're going to look at your husband and feel no type of way. Absolutely. Oh, see, maybe that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of more of the broad, like, oh, it's, that's it. So I'm going to put him right in that asexual box. Mm -hmm. Right. It's probably not. Especially there's other like factors. Three kids. Yeah, there's not, other. You know what I mean? Like five kids running around, full-time right. job and stuff like that. Nobody will get turned on. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what we found out with that particular client though, was that, so she was on the spectrum. Right. And so one of these uh, parts of asexuality is that you are not sexually attracted to someone that you have no emotional or mental connection to. Okay. And so what happened was over the years, the mental and emotional connection had broken down between her and her partner. And that's why she no longer desired sex with him. Oh, okay. So some people, they have, they have asexuality and it just means that they have absolutely no sexual attraction to ever. anyone. Right. Like ever, like ever. They just have no desire whatsoever. Um, some people like her, they are on the spectrum of they have to have an intense emotional and mental connection with someone to feel sexual desire. Yeah. Um, and some people are, are what's called um, just, uh, they just like the romance part of it, but not the physical part of it. The so intimacy part the, int of it? the intimacy part. So let's talk about intimacy versus sex, right? Um, so a lot of times people confuse the two. Mm-hmm. Um, intimacy is something that is going to happen uh, in a stronger emotional, mental, spiritual connection. Sex can just be the physical, just just two bodies humping to <laughs> to be like, hey, pheromones and pheromones. Now right. we now we right. mate. You yeah. know that is like a natural thing, right? That that we mate. Intimacy can be something where you don't actually have to be physical. Mm -hmm. You could be reading erotica together in, in, in bed. Right. You can um, be, if your partner is, is not well, taking care of a sick partner is intimate. Oh, okay. You know, taking care, being, having that, like, that trust, giving that trust over. If you are the person who may be more dominant in the relationship and you're really sick and you have to trust your partner to take care of you, mm -hmm. right? Through sickness and yeah. through health, right? Sure. That's, what, that's what they say. You know, intimacy in, in a romantic way could be just... Um, setting up a you know a bubble bath and washing your partner's back and like washing their hair and then like just cuddling at night and just talking you know and having like deep um deep loving conversations like with each other yeah letting your guard down yeah. that's intimate because you can have sex with ten thousand people and not be intimate with them to be right. vulnerable to be somebody. to be yeah. vulnerable yeah. to show your true self with them that's also a lot of a lot of reasons why sex workers don't kiss Okay. Fun that, fact. That is, that is I learned that in Pretty Woman. Isn't that why she didn't kiss him? I don't know. No, in Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Oh, okay. Julia Roberts, mm -hmm. she um, is a sex worker, and she doesn't kiss Robert Geer um, the first couple of times, but then when she falls in love with him, it be, it's this big scene in the movie where she finally kisses him. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I learned that from Pretty Woman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty... Uh, most sex workers don't, don't kiss just because that is a form of of something being very intimate, sharing mm -hmm. that. So do you think 
that both are necessary in a relationship. Absolutely. 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 And you know what? I'm going to challenge you here. Intimacy, yes. Sexual compatibility oh, is yeah. what you're oh, talking for about. Sure. Yeah. Not sex, sexual compatibility. Yeah. And so what do I mean by that? If you have two asexual people that are just um, romantic, they, they just love the romance, but they're not you know, interested in the sex, right. then they're still going to have a fantastic dynamic situation happening, right? right? right. Mm -hmm. Because they're sexually compatible. Mm -hmm. So that's the most important thing. It's not necessarily the sex per se. Right. It's being compatible with your partner. I, you should write a book. I would read it. I am so intrigued right now. <laughs> well, one of the things, so it's really interesting. I grew up, a little, little backstory about me. I grew up super, super conservative. Uh, well, I should say, I wasn't conservative. I grew up in a conservative household. Same. So my mom is uh, Native American Roman Catholic, and my father is Palestinian Muslim, like from Palestine. Oh, wow. So I grew up in a very strict Roman Catholic, very strict um, Muslim household. And even though we didn't talk really about sex, it, it was very much wait for marriage type of situation. Um, so it was it was abstinence only type of education. It wasn't a yes, sex. You were it wasn't that. it wasn't a sex positive you know right. household or anything. I I will never forget though one of the conversations that I had with my mom. I was probably like maybe sixteen or what have you, and she um we were just driving, and she she just, out of nowhere she asked me. She was like, "How important do you think sex is in a marriage?" And I was like, it literally came out of nowhere. At that point, I didn't even have a boyfriend. I had never even had a right. boyfriend. And so I thought about it. She's like, what percentage do you think of importance? And I was just like, mm, maybe like 30 or 40%. Um, and she was like, okay, that, you know, that's a good answer. And I don't remember the whole of the conversation, but I remember the point being in regards to that sex was important in the marriage, but you wanted to make sure that your percentage of what you thought was important right. matched your partner. Right. That was the real point that I remember getting out of the conversation was that it wasn't just the sex dynamic. Yeah. It was the fact that you wanted to make sure that you and your partner had that conversation and that you were on the same page. That's a good one too that I see a lot of women complain about. Yeah. Either she's like, I need it like every night, every night, every night. And her husband is like, listen, like... <laughs> I don't do it every night. I just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Just mm -hmm. You also need somebody who's going to like respect your needs. Yes. Like 100%. if I'm like, if Tommy's like trying to get it on and I'm like, no, I'm not really into it. Like he's not going to try and pressure me into it. Or get you know? mad. Or, I, or get I, mad yeah. that I don't want to have sex. A thousand like, percent. Just A thousand percent. Do you, do you think that two people that aren't sexually compatible can make it work? A thousand percent. And, I, and that's what I, a lot of the work that I do as right. well. Um, that's a lot of the work that I do is they don't realize that they are sexually incompatible, right? Mm -hmm. They just realize that they're not having sex or they're arguing all the time or mm -hmm. this or that. And through, through the work that I do, it's like, oh, okay, we are sexually incompatible, right? Like th this is what's happening here. Right. This is me breaking it down for them. Like you're sexually incompatible. However, clearly you know, if you're not coming to me and saying divorce is an option or breaking up is an option, then the only option is we need to work through this. Right. Right. Like 
if divorce is not an option, you got two kids, you're sexually incompatible, then that means we need it. We have a lot of fucking work to and do. Interventions yeah. right here, right we, now. We have we have the work we to have do. Have to like make each person understand where the other where their partner is coming. That's where our pillars come in. A thousand percent. You have that to communicate. communicate. Yeah, and then respect mm -hmm. and the trust. Yeah, that's the key. A lot of times people think so. So when I talk about trust, I'm not talking about okay, I left my phone out and unlocked, and I trust you not to violate my privacy, right. or I trust that. I, not even. I'm not even talking about the trust of. I trust you not to cheat on me. I trust you not to lie on me. I'm not talking about that. That's top 10% for me. That's the iceberg. Right. So the iceberg is, you know, the 10% is what we see and the 90% is what's underneath. I'm talking about that deep, vulnerable, intimacy type of trust. Being able to open up and talk to somebody. Trust them with your body. Absolutely. And your mind and your spirit and being the most vulnerable person that you can be the most authentic version of yourself that type of trust and i can tell you right now most couples they think that they have and they don't because our deepest fear is the fear of rejection mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's our deepest fear, that if we are our most intimate, vulnerable, authentic versions of ourselves, that the other person will reject us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is the fear that we hold on to because we don't want to be alone. We're people that love to be connected. Right. And what happens if you take off the mask, you take off the armor, you reveal yourself, and then they reject you? So I think I have a great question. Do you think... With the way you're speaking right now, I think it would be great for people to see you or a professional like you before they get married. A thousand percent. I think the a way you yeah, because you know what I mean? That's stuff you realize after. Shit. Like after. that one couple we were talking about a few weeks ago, but the guy who had a micro penis. Oh my gosh, yes, my issue. He told her he was very religious. Um, so that he never she never saw him naked or anything like that until the night of the wedding. And then at that night he had a micro penis and she felt like he had been dishonest Honest. with her and man yes that's so true in which he had been he wasn't and religious or huge, anything boundary a like, huge thing to lie about and then to break her trust not yeah not omit open about yes it, he's right? omitting mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. yeah. yeah lie by omission is still a lie oh, oh sure. i talk about that a lot yeah. they're divorced now but really oh yeah because she felt like how it's she in her thing that she wrote she said it wasn't about the his penis size mm -hmm. she said it was about how could you do this for two years make it seem she's like she started to get into christianity for him because she felt he was so religious and oh it turns God. out he wasn't yeah it was oh all it was a whole lie it was a lie his whole life lie. was a lie just to cover up the fact that he had a micro penis oh yeah that's grounds for divorce that's Absolutely. what I said. I yes, said I that's grounds for divorce. Him. That's grounds for divorce because 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 here's the thing: your foundation is built on a lie. Right. The it foundation. Yes. The foundation is built on a lie. Right. So if you if so he did that based off of his insecurities, right? Mm -hmm. He could not trust her. Right. So because he couldn't trust her, he did not communicate with her, and thus because he did not communicate with her, and then he lied, he didn't respect her. So mm -hmm. all three of the pillars, you have nothing there. Yeah. You have nothing there. You have no communication. You have no trust and you have no respect. Who, what do you have? Nothing. You have yeah. nothing. Yeah. You have nothing. I Guys, if you're about to get married, I really think you guys should see my issue. Like, or even before you're dating. I just think mm -hmm. that's so important because if, so say people get, they date a year and a half married at two years, which I think is about normal, mm -hmm. would you say? 
And then bam, it takes five years for you to realize, okay, you know, we're not young anymore. You know, we have kids now. We're not out drinking and partying all the time mm -hmm. and we can't have sex like we used to. And mm -hmm. then it's just, I feel that's when it starts to crumble. No mm -hmm. one wants to put in the work to, mm -hmm. so that I think is a good segue. When do you think is a good time for couples to come? Not like, as in like, we're fighting all the time, but do you think like, hey, you know, I just feel like we're kind of off. Maybe we should see somebody. Mm -hmm. Do you think just you don't need to be having problems to come see like a specialist like you, right? A thousand percent. So that I loved that question when, when I saw it come in because I've literally have had clients bring me their their new significant other less than a month in. Really? And it's not because they were having issues. It was because um, the one of the people were were seeing me first, mm -hmm. right? So they were they were already doing the coaching. So this is how coaching works with me. Um, is that so? Coaching with me is goal oriented. We are working towards something. There needs to be progress. So you're not coming to see me for months and years, and there's nothing that that we've achieved. Right. There has to be a goal at the end, and 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 I don't make the goal. You make the goal. So you come to me. You say I want better communication skills in my relationship. I want to have more. Um, I want to have more sex. Um, I want to learn a little bit more about kink. Okay, these are your goals. We're going to work towards that, right? Now, let's say you're single and then as we're working towards your goals, what have you, you meet someone. And so you're already on your path of, um, I don't want to say path of enlightenment, but like you're, you're already on your path of self-realization, working towards the better version of yourself. Now you're doing the work. Now, what if you meet someone who, great, wonderful, amazing, but you're continuing to grow mm -hmm. each session, right? Like this is progress. We're on the progress train. And then your person is staying plateaued. They're just staying stagnant in the same. And when I mean stagnant in the same, I mean not like work-wise. I'm talking about emotionally, mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually. While you're doing the work constantly, right? You're going to notice that there is going to be a disc. It always happens. It has happened every single time. There's going to be a disconnect because you're growing. Mm -hmm. You're right. literally growing. And this person is staying right there like how you met them. So eventually you come to me and you're like, this is great, but I just feel a disconnect. And it's because you're doing this and this person is staying right here. Right. So I will say, bring them in. Let's have, let's have a couple session. That way we can all kind of try to be, be on the same page. What are their goals? I don't know who this person is. You know, like, what are their goals? What do they want to do? What do they want to achieve? And so it usually happens within four to six weeks of you meeting that new person that I will, boom, have them right in the chair. I also think that's good because eventually, you know, couples do go through like dry spells mm. and you're always like, oh, why aren't we having sex? And it's good to like come to you before that happens. A thousand percent. So you can understand why it's happening. And, and also be able it. and be able to work through it, but also have the skills to communicate right, with each yeah. other. Because a lot of times the dry spell is happening be, be, because you didn't communicate that you were dissatisfied in something else. Right. Right? right. right. Like that's the communication part. That that's why the dry spell is happening. It's it's because you didn't communicate with your partner that you were having anxiety. You didn't communicate with your partner that you're having a tough time at work. Right. You didn't communicate with your partner that you were feeling undervalued, underappreciated. Do you always feel a dry spell is due to something like that? A thousand percent. Okay. A thousand percent. Anxiety, depression, um, 
the Black Lives Matter movement yes. and, and I'm feeling the weight of that. I'm feeling anxious because of the global pandemic right. and I don't know how to talk about it. I'm feeling, I'm gaining weight. I can't lose weight. I'm having arguments with my mom. It's always, it's right. not Something. just out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. This shit doesn't fall out of the sky. And it'll be something you don't even think about like that could be causing that. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. But then that's why you come to someone like me who looks at it from a 3,000 feet perspective right. and like, you don't understand that the fact that you've been arguing with your best friend for the past three weeks has put you into kind of a seclusion and you've been really bringing that into the bedroom. And then right. you're like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I just thought I was sad all of a sudden. You had no idea, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you bring that into the bedroom and you just don't feel like having sex. Yeah. You just don't feel like right. it anytime. That's your depression because you were having you're having a strain in your relationship that's important to you in, in your outside life, mm -hmm. outside of the bedroom. And you bring, we bring that baggage. Right. We bring that weight inside our relationship. I always tell my clients, who do you think you're gonna hurt the most? The person that's closest to you. Guess who the person that's closest to you? Your lover. The one you're sharing your bed with. The one that you are sharing your bed with. That is the one who is going to bear the brunt of all the issues that you don't address within yourself. So how would you think, so say someone wanted to see you mm -hmm. and they're, how do they even bring that up to their partner? Like, or just say just for the fact, cause I feel like men are big ego people. Uh, if you're like, yeah. Hey, I don't think the sex is great. How do you, I, I don't think you could just say, Oh, I don't think. The yeah. Sex is great. <laughs> like, yeah, how would you suggest someone because she does virtual coaching as well, guys. Mm -hmm. So how would you suggest someone, even if it's just a man, like, hey, I don't think you're riding it right. Let me, let me say it like that. But you know what I mean? How do you think someone should bring it up to their partner? Oh, to their partner. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I mean, I think I always say honesty is the best policy. You know, um, hey Mark. Um you know, I love you so much. I want this to be a healthy relationship. I want our, you know, I want our sex life to be amazing. I want it to be fulfilling for the both of us. I just feel like right now we're we're a little stagnant and I do want to see someone who can give us an outside perspective, who can help us have the best sex life ever. I've seen someone ask that. That's why I wanted to ask. I'm helping you out, girl. Also, if like think if your partner is doing something that you don't like I think you have to be verbal about it while it's happening like be like oh I don't yeah I don't really like that don't let it go on for I like two years I don't like it when you touch me there yeah like mm -hmm. don't let it go on for two years and then all of a sudden speak up and he's gonna be like or someone's gonna be like are you wait what yeah were you faking it all this yeah time? yes How do you feel absolutely about that? How do you feel about that? well that's just happened so it's interesting I have um I have one couple that uh that that have met since since I was working with the one person um and they're both virgins they're both in their 30s and they're, and they're both virgins but they are you know learning their their bodies each other's bodies experimenting and things of that nature so a lot of the conversation with I see them together and I also see them separately and a lot of the conversation is like how do I tell the other person like I don't necessarily like you know because right. they both love each other so much and they don't want to hurt the other person's yeah, feelings right so it's it's really about that communication skills right yeah. it's about that that one pillar but it's also about the trust factor right yeah. right like to trust your partner to be like hey I didn't really like that can we try it a different way trust 
that their ego is not going to get in the way. Right. Yeah. Trust that their ego is going to, to to not be relevant in this situation, right? Where they can where they can take the feedback and be like, okay, like I want to be better for you. Right? That's that trust. Yeah, for sure. That that is a part of that is that 90% of trust that I'm talking about. Because a lot of times the reason why we don't communicate is because of fear. Yeah. It is yeah. based out of fear. You either don't want to be judged or you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get your own feelings. Mm -hmm. always, so what's that rejection? Yeah. Because if you hurt someone else's feelings and then they back, it backfires on you, mm -hmm. you feel rejected, right? right? For for speaking up and for being sure. being saying your truth. And you're like, I'll never do that again. I'll ever. never right? do yeah. that again. I'll never speak up ever again. I'll never. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's all about that trust pillar. Yes. That's amazing. What is your advice to parents, like, to make the time to not only, like, have sex, but to be intimate with each other? Yeah. So, okay. So, I'm going to say something a little controversial. Go ahead. And I, and I love a controversial statement, right? So, guys, what we're also yeah. going to be talking about, we did the podcast last week and the poll last week on who comes first, your child or your husband. And I think we're about to dabble mm. into it. To hear some which I think Mayoshi's about to tell us, we're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're let fucking break, wrong. Let me break out some more alcohol yeah. before I, you know, before we go there. So, so I saw the poll and, and I was like, oh my God. Um, my partner and I had, had been talking about this and we've been talking about it. Um, for a while um, in regards to how we know that we want to parent and, and what what we see, how we were also parented and what we see for our future. So I saw the poll and it was like, who comes first, husband or kids? And I was like, absolutely husband. And I was in the 15% minority. It, it ended only up being, two people voted yes, husband. Only two people, you and one other person voted husband. And I think it was out of like 40, 30 to 40 votes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm All excited. right. We're about to get educated. Oh, yes. We're about to get educated. Tell us we're fucking wrong. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so here's here's the thing about um, the, the kids coming first. This is... All right, so first let's, a little bit of statistics and a little bit of facts. Um, about 52% of all marriages in the United States in divorce. 50, I thought it was 50. Damn, it's right now. It's like 52. Yeah, it's about, right. it's about 52%. So, so that's first fact. First fact. Um, one of the, the major t things that, that people fight over, a couple of the things that people fight over is, is money and kids. Um, and sex, money, kids, and sex. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Sound. Mm -hmm. Sound normal, yeah. right? Um, here's the thing. When you and and here's the reason why husband was the key word for me. Yeah. Husband, not, not boyfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. not fiance. It was who comes first, husband or kids. When you are married. You make a vow to your partner. You make a, the vow to your partner. So the the marriage, no, if you're religious, it would be God first. But the, you know, if you're not religious, then it's the dynamic of 
the, the head of the household, the husband and the wife, or the husband and husband, the wife and a wife, up at the top. The kids come from that. That means that they come second from, from that dynamic. And here's the reason why. When you put your kids before the marriage, so the kids are first and then the dynamic of the partnership is second. When you do that, what happens when your kids grow up and they leave you? You don't know who your husband is. Who? She does. Who? No, I, I totally get it. I think there's so much more that goes into it in each situation. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about husband. That, yes. That's the reason why, right? So here's the thing. So, so not just that. If you put your kids before your husband or before your wife, then your kids, you've already ingrained in your kids that they are the most important. They come before. They come before your partner. That means that they can divide and conquer. They can divide and conquer. You hear about kids being like, oh, mom asked this. Oh, I don't I, I don't get it from mom. I can get it from dad. Justine. Oh so my God, see, listen, I'm, don't so, become, oh. I'm sweating right now. I'm not <laughs> sweating. She's calling me out low key. She doesn't even know it. She says that... Um, she wants MJ and their children to come to her first and she'll be like, oh, I don't know, go ask that. No, no, no. And she's going to text Matt and be like, say no. <laughs> so I don't seem like the bad person. And I, I said that if they want something and it's important, come to both of us at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. I mean, yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. Because, because you're a partnership. Right. They have to know that, the, that the, this dynamic that's where they come from, a healthy dynamic. That you guys are not split teams. That right. you are a team and that they're coming to a, a, a safe space, a safe environment. If they know that mom is on, on team A, dad is on team B, that's not a partnership. Mm -hmm. That's not a solid foundation. Right. Well, in my right? head, it was going to be solid because you're going to be talking about it on the phone. And then they could be like, oh, dad's always saying no. And mom's always, oh, yeah. I just said it out loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I heard this, um, I heard someone say it one time. It's your kids came into your life. You didn't come into theirs. Mm. So do you know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. Should, yeah, so how you were with your husband before should be how the same way you are after. Because the children came into your your relationship absolutely yeah. and yeah. and i understand the perspective of wanting your kids to feel loved appreciated valued uh, supported all of the things right so i'm not saying that i am saying that your husband's needs your husband who is the partnership the king and the queen of the of the house have to be the king and the queen you cannot all of a sudden treat your 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 husband like the king and then treat him like a pauper and give him the scraps after you're done with the kid absolutely because guess what's not going to be healthy anymore that relationship dynamic right guess who's not going to be having sex anymore guess who's not going to be having date nights anymore guess who's not going to be having intimacy anymore guess who's not going to get love loops anymore do you think that there's a good number of like percentage of nights to have sex with your partner or does it vary by i see women ask us in the mom groups all the time yeah like how many days a week do you and, and to your me, partner have I sex i think it would be different for each it, person no every relationship think, is different yeah or every, relationship. every relationship is different exactly one you don't know if they're aromantic asexual what have you in regards to just the average though of what i say and and 
you know, what sex coaches say, sexologists say in regards to orgasms. So orgasms is different than sex. Right. So I'm just talking about just having orgasms. So whether you're masturbating, using a toy together, mutual masturbation, all the fun things that I can teach you about. Yes. Um, <laughs> but just orgasms, I always say to people have at least a minimum three orgasms a week. So it doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean like you and your partner should be having sex three times a week. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Because we see it all the no. time. They're always asking. And you know what the big part of it is? They're like, my husband is always on my ass. And they're like, we have sex like once a month. Mm. And they're like, he's on my, like, how much do you guys have sex? And some mm -hmm. women are like, we have it every night. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. With my seven kids, I still find the time. It's always you have like 50 kids. They're like, yeah, 12 <laughs> kids. Once I put them to bed, knock him out. And they were both to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're literally like it's. They treat it like a priority. Yeah. They treat a it like a priority. A, a to do. Knock, yeah. a, a to do list, right? So like sometimes, so it may not be like intimate, right? It may just be like remember I said yeah. pheromone and pheromone yeah. and just doing that. So versus versus it being like a date night and I put on lingerie and I smell nice and mm -hmm. this that and the other right sometimes it is just like a chore sometimes it is just like a priority but if you don't have your husband as a priority anymore right because right. you just put all of your kids right. in front of your husband as a priority then guess what's going to fail the, the intimacy that think, part of the marriage do you think that when women have or just anybody that has sex with their partner do you think that it's unhealthy to do it as like if it's a chore if they're looking at it as a chore I mean, it's, sometimes it just ends up happening that way, right? Like, I tell it to Matt, like, do I, I need to change your oil? Like, sometimes like, mom will be tired. If I don't want to have sex and we have sex anyways, if I just, like, give in, I'm just like, okay, whatever, we can have sex. I don't enjoy it, mm -hmm. and then I'm grouchy. Mm -hmm. So for me, yes, that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Like, if we're going to have sex, I want to I want to enjoy it. See, sometimes if I don't want to and then we start, then I get into yeah, it. Yeah, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. But right. so, sometimes I don't get into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> I should so always went to sleep. Not as fucking dumb. Wasn't even worth it. God damn it. I wish I didn't do that. Damn it. Is, that, is there something that you know works for you to get you in the mood every time? Like, Smoking weed. Okay. Smoking weed. So is that something because, that you would be able to do if he really wanted oh, to yeah. have sex? Okay. Yeah. So like, does he know that? Yeah. So why is he not smoking weed to get you in the mood? Well, he can't smoke weed. I have to smoke weed by myself. Oh, okay. So sometimes, like, sometimes I'll be like, let me just go outside real quick. Let me just go have a minute to myself. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be ready to go. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Amen. Yeah. Because I, mean, yeah. I think a big thing for me is I can't turn my mind off. Mm -hmm. so I cannot. Yep. I'm just like thinking about all the shit that needs to be done around mm -hmm. the house. All, yep. the laundry, yeah, absolutely. all the laundry sitting around our bedroom and mm -hmm. downstairs. All the mm -hmm. dishes in the sink. Mm -hmm. The dirty ass floors that need to be swept. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I need something to just relax my mind. A thousand percent. Yeah. And so that's with my clients that have anxiety, right? Like that's that's their thing. Is right. like I can't I can't shut off my mind. Right. I can't I can't get into the mood because. There's too much going on. It plays such a big factor. I think for me, it's like a nice back rub to start. Like, not no piece of shit back rub, Matt, because he'll do it for like 30 seconds and be like, all right. That's like, like fuck it. Tommy will be like, he'll be like, you're back, like, my dick is hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, he'll be like this. He'll be like this. And then I look over and he's naked. Like, no, completely not fucking this. naked. That's what does my back, guys. He'll be no, like, I'll be in the shower. <laughs> and Tommy will be like, 
voice out, girl, you want a back rub or something? And I'll come out of the bathroom and he'll be butt-ass naked. Yes, that's I'll nice. Like this. I'm like, put your fucking penis away. Like, so you'll come up from, <laughs> like, slaving you down. You'll come, you'll come, like, upstairs from slaving downstairs and he's like, fucking ready? Yeah, right? Like, all the time, 24-7, ready? If you did some dishes, maybe I might be. <laughs> that's it. Maybe you fucking did something downstairs. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. See, when Matt does stuff like that for me, then I'm like, okay, no. Yeah. No. No. Not like that. That does not. I mean, that doesn't like, turn you on. No. The man who does the chores. You no. doing your responsibilities around the house. Okay, you're about to play. I don't play. I don't play. Well, for so, me, what's your love language? I think it's my love language is food. So she. We, I wanted to ask you about this. We wanted to ask about your opinion on love languages. Okay, because I teach out of that. Yeah. yeah. So just FYI for anyone who does want to um, um, work with me as a coach. I do give homework assignments. I never give really the same homework assignment to everyone because everyone is different. And so I coach on based off of the individual right. and what you are going through. But the one assignment that I literally give to every single client is as soon as they see me, they have to do the five love language quiz. Can you explain what the five love languages are? Yeah. So the five love languages are the languages that <clears throat> you need to receive love and that and how you love someone so um one is words of affirmation uh two is quality time three is physical touch um four is um gift giving uh, and five is what did i say what am i missing words of affirmation time physical touch gifts and quality did we do quality time I think acts of service. Acts of service. What acts of service. I think my I think my love language is acts of service. That's the food. When someone buys you food? No. Huh? I like to make, make food, food for other people. So that's acts of service. I, that's acts of service. Don't come in my house if you're not going to eat. It hurts my feelings. Oh, I've been that's, up in her house. That's <laughs> acts of service. That's that that means that so you love it when someone does things for you to to ease up your life, but you also love showing people that you right. love them by doing acts of service right. for them right so so the thing is so it's we all have all five love languages mm -hmm. it's just so it ranks it one through five like what's your top yeah. you know and, and how important it is all five are important but it's really based off of um you know how you really need to receive the most love what are your love languages if you don't mind me asking mm, so my number one is words of affirmation i think tommy's is words of affirmation matt is where if you tell him you look good and you like touch him he's totally fine because it's like physical touch mm. like and words of affirmation. mine is give me some gifts <laughs> <laughs> i love you i like to be spoiled too but like that's not like my main thing. Mm -hmm. I, I like so that may be it. number two. So I would. Uh, so I'm challenging everyone. Do the five love languages quiz. Um, it's completely free, um, and it's about ten to fifteen minutes. I wonder if even gifts is mine because now I'm thinking about it, and I think mine is more like act like do something for me, show me you love me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tommy by likes. Buying me a gift. Tommy likes. <laughs> not by buying me. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I think Tommy likes to give gifts because like. You're spoiled. I'm spoiled. Yeah. And I don't ask to be spoiled. <laughs> I mean, I do want him to buy me a Cadillac. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask to be spoiled. I just want a little mini mansion. <laughs> I mean, nothing big. But, like, I'll send him a link to, like, some bougie expensive shoes. And he'll be like, girl, no. And then a week later, they're at the door. See, that's Matt, too. I think yeah. Matt understands that I like to be... 
but also I think um, the words of affirmation because the other day he's like, you never tell me my butt looks good in jeans anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh no. See, Matt hates when I tell him that thing's poking. I'm like, that thing is poking. I'm like, that thing is poking. He's like, fucking stop. <laughs> and then I smack it and he's like, stop. And I'm like, I think that thing is juicy. How can you not? <laughs> different words that I can make. He likes I love you and thank you and I yeah. appreciate you. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like He doesn't like, like bend over. Let's yeah, start pegging. Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen. <laughs> oh, let's I, go to peg I, I showed him that the scene, we watched the scene in Deadpool. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Mm -mm. So it's Happy International Women's Day. So for Ed, in Deadpool, um, each they do like a sex scene with um, Ryan Reynolds and the co-star and every holiday they do like a themed sex thing with them and mm -hmm. then on Happy International Women's Day she's pegging him and it took Matt totally by surprise. He's like, what the fuck is she doing? Oh my God, okay. I had to ask you what that meant, actually, because on your Instagram, you were talking about it. And I was like, what is that? Okay, so I'm going to tell a story. And I'm sorry, Tommy, because you might get embarrassed. <laughs> so Tommy, <laughs> when Tommy and I first started dating with our like closest couple of friends, mm -hmm. he would always joke about how I would do him in the butt all the time. That was like his main joke. And nobody ever knew if we were serious or not. And then a couple months ago, he started talking about pegging. And I was like, yeah, why don't you buy a strap on and I'll pay you. I was joking. Like, I I have no desire to do that. I don't want to go near his butthole mm -hmm. ever. No judgment if you do. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. But he ordered a strap on. It wasn't impressive, though, because I saw it. It was I, for beginners. Oh, I thought I was, like, thinking he, of some. I, like, he ordered when it. When she said strap on, I was like, damn. And then it like, got here, and I was like, bam. oh, I was like, oh my God, you actually ordered it? I was joking. And he was like, I would literally do anything for you, and you are joking? <laughs> oh, Tommy's like a... He is like... He's a down ass. He is. He's down ass. If Katie were to say, let me spit in your mouth, he'd be like, how, <laughs> like, how, how why? How why do you want to open it? <laughs> I love it. So she showed it to us. And for some reason, I was like so intrigued because I was like, let me know how it goes. I was like, that's awesome. But like tonight, if I were, if I were like strapping on, he'd be down for it. Yeah, that's because didn't so he, fucking like, hot. Wait, that's no. so hot. Katie, you need to do it for all of us. Do it for all the dominatrices out there. I could there. never do it with Matt. His butt is too hairy. I Like I have no desire to go near a man's butt. <laughs> you don't understand. It's so hairy. When he bends over, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how do you not get toilet paper shards in there? It's like so hairy. And he's probably gonna be like, why are you talking about my butthole? Because <laughs> it's, ah! it's not even just the butthole, guys. It spreads out through the cheeks. Oh, Tommy's whole butt is hairy. It's like, what? First of all, he wouldn't do it anyway, but I, if he was doing it, I'd be like, first of all, we need to wax, wax, wax that shit up. Wax so <laughs> First of all, because that doesn't turn me on. So, wax so come name. over, I'll sugar wax him. Oh, yeah, we gotta try that. So, okay, let's get back into the love languages. Okay. So, do you think love languages are super important obviously yes very important, important. very important because you want someone to oh i think i saw it on steve harvey or something you can't expect someone to love you the way you want to be loved unless you let them or no wait the way you receive love isn't the way everybody else receives love a thousand percent yeah like a thousand percent and so a lot of times one of the disconnect with a lot of my couples is that they didn't realize that they had opposite love languages and so they're working through that without actually knowing. Because you expect 
you expect your partner to be loved and feel loved the same way that you do. I keep touching her and like smacking her butt and yet she's getting annoyed. Mm -hmm. And she's right. telling I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, Maybe mm -hmm. she doesn't like physical touch. Mm -hmm. Maybe physical touch is her number five yeah. love right. language, right? And all she wants you to do while she's complaining all the time is because she's telling you to take out the trash. She's telling you to do the dishes. She's telling you to wash the clothes. And all you want to do is like massage her, right? Right. Her physical touch love language is number five. But guess what's number one? Acts of service. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's asking you to do all of these things because acts of service is her number one. Yeah. But maybe acts of service is your number five. Right. And so... So for you, like, because you're not asking her to like, you know, change your tires or, you know, take your car in to get serviced right. or do, you know, pick out your clothes in the morning or what have you. You're like, well, why would she need me to do these things? Right. You're like, I'm showing you love by, by wanting to, to yeah. make love to you all the time. Right. right? Like yeah. I'm showing you that yeah. I love you and that I want you. And, and so that's why it's literally the first assignment. For, and I and I and I always have my couples um, and and everyone actually I have everyone do it once a year, once a year as Does a revival. Does it change? Do you find that it, it changes? It, it can as you evolve and you grow, and sometimes it can it can change a little bit based off of your partner if you if you have a different partner, um, but it usually stays pretty much the same. Okay. Pretty much, but you have to remember we evolve and we grow right. as people, right? Right. Yeah, all the time. So as I say, once a year. All right. So can you get into like, so when we see a lot of times on Facebook as well as women complain about their husband watching porn or mm. wanting to do something, something they're, they're not comfortable with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, or like a lot of women are, I hate sucking dick, but mm. my husband loves it. So I do it on his birthdays. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. how, so how can you touch a little bit based on that? Like doing something, at least trying something that your partner is interested in. Yeah. How do you, how <clears throat> should people like introduce trying new things? Yes. Yeah. Hire my Hoshi. I'm not yeah. ready. Yeah. I will try anything once. So pegging, we're going to get that in the next episode. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll walk you through it. I know the right lubricant to use. Like, let's peg this man. He's ready for okay. it. I can give you a nice harness. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I will let anybody try anything on me. Okay. What? Really? I don't, I can't do any, like, bodily fluids. That's the one thing. Like, Bring it here. Really? Matt slapped me one time, though, dude. I was like, slap me, slap me. And then he did it way too hard. I was like, seeing stars. In your face? Oh, in my face. What? Because it seemed like in the moment, I was like, yeah, dude. And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. When he's I saw like, like, he cocked his arm back and I saw it come down, I was like, all right, listen, I feel like we've been fighting a little bit. And now you just put on me. That, it was pure dark, but I kept seeing white spots. Oh, like, that's how hard he slapped me. And I was like, all right, probably never going to try that again. But maybe, <laughs> get me drunk enough. Maybe. Yeah, I like He needs to work up to like a, a yeah, good baby like, smack. It was like, the, he kept telling me he didn't want to do it. And I was like, just fucking do it. And then when he, I saw how hard, like, I just felt how, you like, saw I felt the wind, like, the, the cock back, and it was like, bam, and I was like, whoo, and I, like, literally was like, okay, Justine, fight through it, you're a fucking champ. <laughs> I was like, don't you fucking cry. I was like, just finish it. And I did, I did. But afterwards, I was like, listen, man, I was like, my, like, face was so oh, red, and I was God. like, He's like, he's like, I told you I didn't want to do it. He was like so upset. And I was like, I mean, it's I fine. told you I didn't want to do it. Man. <laughs> that is hilarious. 
You know, like he's cognito. So when he like came back, I was like, fuck. I was like, I asked for it you though. Know boys. You, and I listen, I was like, alright, Justin, fight through it. You're a fucking champ. I was like, you're not gonna quit midway. <laughs> you're not gonna fucking quit. Because it's all coming out of my eyeballs because I'm crying. <laughs> oh, but I finished it. I'm a champ. So yeah, so how do you introduce your new thing? <laughs> like if so say someone's husband is like, hey, I've always had this fan no, latex, latex. Mm. And they're like, that's because I feel like a lot of women are like, oh no, that's weird, and they just like shame or someone yeah. shames their partner for liking something that they like. Yeah, so that's a huge thing, right? It's like having. So let's go back to the three pillars, right? Communication, trust, and respect. Um, so let's go to the partner that's being asked, because that's usually where a lot of the breakdown happens. And a lot of the problematic things that I that I see happening. So let's say you're the partner that is, you know, just sitting at home one day, do to do, mind your own business, and then your partner, so it could be man or woman, um, comes comes and says, I want to do A, B, and C. Now your initial reaction may be shock, or, or maybe your initial reaction is like, oh no, or your initial reaction is like, wow, where did this come from? Right? So you want to kind of take a beat, take a beat, right? Because you have to, you have to have the respect of your partner that is coming to you and being open and honest and authentic in their needs, wants, and desires. So you want to take a beat, a pause, and just hear the person, mm -hmm. just hear what they're saying hear what they're asking you may not agree with it you may not want to do it but respect the process respect that this person is being open and honest with you respect them that's one of the things that's the the number one breakdown is that when someone is bringing something new and different into the relationship the other person may feel shock or, or anger or you know hell no or wh whatever the case may be and they immediately react negatively yeah. and then towards they, the other partner. That'll make the other person feel shut down. Shut down and like ashamed. Ashamed. And then they'll be like, I'll never ask you to do, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? And that's one of the first steps. And I'm not saying it's wrong or right or indifferent. I'm just stating facts. That's one of the first steps to the steps of cheating. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to say it, but that was like, okay, so mm -hmm. I, I love this. This is what gets me off. If she's not going to do it, then I guess. Or the way she treated me, I'm not gonna ask her to do it again. Right. Or, or someone, like a thousand percent. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like because I'm, it could be a woman too, yeah. right? It, it absolutely could be you. You're interested in, in doing something, and his what the fuck, you know? Or yeah. no, I'm not doing that shit. Or no, you know that kinky freaky shit. Blah blah blah. Oh, no, um, only uh, white people do that shit. Well, right. you know, like all that type of yeah. that, and it's and it's all ego. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all, all it's oh, all sure. ego. It's all ego. And there's a little bit of fear with that too, of like, oh, I'm not good enough. This right. person wants to do something different because I'm not good enough. And so that's ego. Mm -hmm. That's ego because you're centering it around yourself instead of centering it around your partner who's just asking for, for to be heard and to be seen. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. You can always try something, and if you don't like it, you don't have to, like, keep going. Mm -hmm. How do you, how would you advise with that? Like, so say someone did have a specific, like, request or a kink that they really loved and that's what got them off, and their partner did try it, but they were just like, listen, 
I don't like it. It's not for me. How would you advise going around that? Or is, is it something that can yeah. be worked over? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it can be. And and the thing is, it's that's where it comes to that respect, trust, and communication. I, I know I keep on saying it, but it's so crucial in times like this when you're trying to just be the most authentic version of yourself. So guess what? We tried, um, we tried spanking. And, and I don't, I don't particularly like it. So how do I talk to my partner about that? Hey, thank you so much, um, John for uh, baby, whatever. Thank you, baby, for, for bringing it to my attention that this is something that you like. I really wanted to try to make it work. Um, but I particularly don't like that. What else can we try to spice things up in the relationship? What else can we try to do, do different things to fulfill both of us? That wasn't really my cup of tea. So what else can we do? I think that's a good word. It's somewhere like you comes in. First of all, yeah. as, as a mediator, mm -hmm. I don't want to say mediator, but yeah. as a mediator and your like vast knowledge mm -hmm. of everything sex, mm -hmm. like I feel like someone like Mayoshi would be fantastic to help with something like that. And I do. And that that is one of the things that I do. Again, when people come to me and you have this type of sex drive, you have this type of sex drive. You have these type of sex needs, wants, and desires. You have these sex needs, wants, and desires. So how do we meet in the middle? If off the, off the table is not breaking up or getting a divorce, then what the fuck do we, are we going to do? We got to make it work, right? And it's not like you begrudgingly doing something that you don't want to do. It's not you forcing and it's not you wanting to cheat or anything like that, right? It's right. like, how do we meet in the middle? Because there is common ground. There is common ground. There is. Without you having to compromise who you are, without you having to compromise who you are. There is common ground. But a lot of times people hear no and then that's done. It's over. There's resentment. There's right. anger. Resentment. There's there's shame, there's guilt, there's fear, there's this, and we don't fucking talk. Yeah, we right. don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. So we keep it all inside. We keep it all buried. Then next thing you know, so-and-so's looking at all this porn because he's, right. he's, cause you're not, you know, fulfilling them. And I'm not saying that looking at porn is wrong. So just don't, don't take that the wrong way. I'm just saying like all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere where there's this huge spike in, in the porn right. and there's a disconnect in the bedroom. And all that is, is resentment. That's, that's all that is. We, there is one woman, there's one post that I like frequently got into it with these women because she said she hadn't had sex with her husband in like months. Like I want to say like six months. And she caught a him long time. a long time. And she caught him looking at porn and having a pocket pussy. And she like freaked oh my the God. fuck out on him. She it was like, that, I'm gonna divorce him. She said that the dog found his pocket pussy. And all these women the were closet. like, definitely divorce him. I was like, you haven't okay. So she's like, we talked about it in the beginning that porn wasn't right for me. For us. Okay, but it's been six months or yeah. however long. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this man is yearning for something. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And all these women were like, divorce. And I'm like, for watching what? porn. For watching porn and having a party. Uh, not cheating on her. One woman <laughs> said that um, she does not allow her husband to masturbate. She gives him a blowjob every night because she doesn't allow him to masturbate. <laughs> it was a pause for me that did it. <laughs> well, because all that is, 
is fear and insecurity. Yes. That's all that is. That's that's what that scream. You said that and I didn't even hear that. I just heard fear and insecurity. Yeah, I think that's the porn for me because women are like, well, they're looking at all these women. Mm -hmm. I don't And that know. look different yeah. than them. Yeah. yeah. That's, the thing. that's the thing. It's not that they're looking at all these women. It's all these women look different than me. Yeah. They're yeah. not looking at carbon copy images of right. what Justine because looks like, like, right? Skinny if women with the big boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, absolutely. You're like why does that look like my twin? You watching my twin have sex with so you know right, like right. that's not it. You watching somebody who looks completely different than me doing something completely different than what I do to you I in the bedroom. I can't get a split on the penis. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> sorry. Like, <laughs> not happening, right? Yeah. So it's fear and insecurity and shame. And one of the other things that I do work with, um, I don't know how many of your your viewers are come from a religious background. But one of the things that I do work with is people who are either currently religious or come from a religious background. That's a huge breaking that thing. And dealing dealing with the shame and the guilt yes, and the fear yes. from a religious background in regards to their sex and sexuality. Yes. That's one of the things that I do work with because a lot. Are you yourself religious? I am. Yeah. I'm I'm personally religious and, and I have a um religious like background education mm -hmm. and you know one of my minors is religious studies and so um we have uh that's one of the things that i work with as well right. that's a lot of times the issue in regards to i don't want to do this 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 and this maybe you grew up in that household where right. that was deemed you're going to hell yeah. Right, so you may yeah. not think that consciously, but subconsciously, you may be carrying that into the or relationship. You, you were taught growing up that sex is for making babies, mm -hmm. procreation only. Yeah, and you understand that so much because she is religious and mm -hmm. you come from a religious background. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Could you? I'm sorry. Could you just talk a little bit, just briefly, about how to keep things spicy, like how to keep it spicy, how to keep it, you know, how to keep the intimacy between partners? Okay, so. Um, in regards to intimacy and keeping it spicy, you just want to, it's all about what you're, I, I don't like to say generic things because we just talked about the five love languages, right? Mm -hmm. So what could be spicy for Justine? Let's say words of affirmation is her love language. So then maybe keeping it spicy for you is your partner, um, either reading or writing you erotic poetry. You call me a dirty bitch. Maybe, maybe, maybe the intimacy for you is like you guys pick um, an erotic book together and read it every night. Okay. Right. Yeah. But if, but if, let's say your love language is, let's say, acts of service is your love language, right? So maybe coming home and having your partner completely naked, doing all of the chores completely naked, though. Tell me, it's always naked. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally just trying to your life right now. <laughs> we are right. a very nude family. Yes. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's basically the base of it is the love languages, and then working from there. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, if if you know acts of service, also, I mean, that could be you know running you a bubble bath, um, candles lit everywhere, because that's act. You know, that's a service, right? He did all his buy. You know, the flowers everywhere, like that's. You know, depending on some people are just not that romantic type, though. So that's why it all depends on yeah. person to person to person, right? So it's about that communication. It, and I still dating your partner. Absolutely. Still dating, still going Absolutely. out. Yeah. Absolutely. Or even having date night in. Yeah. Or just like the, the time to yourself, quality time to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And then can you just talk a little bit about the, your, your dominatrix? 
I just had lunch. Oh my god, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I have it. It's been, like, it's been sitting right here in the front of my mind. What do you want to know? So, like, can you explain what a dominatrix is? Because I feel like some people may not exactly know. They probably see it on movies. Is it the same thing as in a movie? I mean, I, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. It's so you're very alpha. I'm an alpha. Do people pay you to like dominate them? Yes. Oh my god, what a fucking job! I mean, I know I probably could never do it. I couldn't because do it. I like to be dominated. Yeah. Like me too. I want you to dominate me. Yeah. So you're a submissive. Yes. Yes. So and then so I am pansexual. So it's not just men; it's women, non-binary. Everybody. I saw, Everybody. I saw on some TV show I was watching a long time ago that this she was a dominatrix mm -hmm. she was an escort but morally that she some men paid her to be a dominatrix mm -hmm. and she would like make them lift the toilet bowl and they like loved it mm -hmm. oh yeah so God. that's considered degradation what is that that degrading somebody degrading uh, someone yeah mm -hmm. have you ever done that can i ask that i have i love degradation I wish we could get into all the stories, but I'm pretty sure you probably What's your tell. favorite thing to do? Yeah. Degregation. Degregation. Oh, well, I'm also a sadist, so I do love causing pain. Like candle wax and stuff? I do like candle wax, but I like something more painful than that. I was that. like, is that too, like, is that too child play for you? Yeah. I like to be spanked. Oh, like, no. I she, want you to tie me up and beat me. No, the, yeah, the, <laughs> she said the candle wax is, like, too childish. Well, you know, I, it's, it's not as painful as I like. So, do you, so you like to cause it, not to receive it? As yeah, a I mean, yes, as a dominatrix, I, I cause the pain. That's so awesome. I, I administer the pain. I'm like in awe. I think that's so awesome. That is pretty awesome. I know. It's pretty hot. Do you <sighs> ever want a session? <laughs> She'll, okay, guys. So her Instagram is at Romance by Mayoshi. Right, Romance Follow by, her. Follow. First of all, her stories are just bomb. You're naked for me. <laughs> You're naked for me. <laughs> Your naked neighborhood friendly sex coach, Mayoshi. She does virtual sessions, guys. Mm -hmm. um, and if you live in Maryland, also in-person sessions. Mm -hmm. We will leave everything linked down below. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, it'll be in the description. If you're on YouTube, it'll be in the description bar. I wish we had more time. I know. Is there anything else you want to just squeeze in? Before? I just want to say thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you for coming no, on. This is our probably favorite. This is my favorite podcast we've yeah. done besides the small penis energy one. <laughs> Yeah, that was, was that was so much fun. Oh for my me. god, we are so funny. I can't. I can't. <laughs> we're so funny. Listen, people were texting me. Like, I was editing it, and I was texting her like, "Why are we so funny?" <laughs> I, was, I had like tears in my eyes. Oh, oh seriously. Oh, and then last before we go, guys, as this is our season finale, Katie and I just really want to thank everybody who has been like following us since the beginning and listening. We really, really appreciate it. Um, this is the end of the season, so in eight weeks like eight weeks yeah in eight weeks we'll be back with season two and hopefully more guests and we'll definitely have my yoshi yeah. back guys um and you guys can ask a lot more questions this is so i would fun. love i would love to come back this yeah this was back. a lot of i learned a lot actually did you really yes did you learn anything so yeah yeah she's gonna yeah. go home and peg tommy later yeah i'm telling you better come back season season uh two episode one what? bam <laughs> Question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation, exclamation point. point. I'll, I'll take the strap on, to, on vacation with us. Do it. Ireland, right? No, that got canceled. We're going to Washington. Oh, I was like, Ireland, you're already in a different place. Just fucking do it. Yes. We're going to Olympic National Park. All right, do the Olympics with Tommy. Yes. Do you have a harness? I do. Okay, a harness and the strap on. It's going to happen. Okay. Make Tommy your bitch. Yeah. And I have like 30 dildos that he bought me. I can just like... This is made to. This was made to be. This is, she I just needed it. a little bit of a push. 
You are you ready? He's ready. Tommy's like at home, probably like, yeah, yeah. she comes home. He's gonna listen to this and be like, girl. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much thank again you, for tuning so in. Thank we will you. see you next season. Thank you. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com.